Welcome to 90s Noise. I'm April, born 1991. And I'm Ashley, born in 1988. Great. So, this episode, we are talking about music from 1991. Oh, crap. I forgot. Oh, I forgot. No, I was going to say something. I was going to. Now I've completely <laughs> blanked on what the line is. Oh, my God. I'm so dumb. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was going to say, hey, April. You down with OPP? <laughs> what am I supposed to say next? <laughs> I thought you remembered the lyrics. Why does it sound familiar? It's OPP. Oh my gosh. You down with OPP? Oh, okay. I, <laughs> honestly, I see. My thing is looking at some of these, some of these songs and everything that were big uh, in 1991. I don't recognize names or anything. It's mainly once I start listening to it, I'm like, yeah. Oh shit, yeah, I do know that song. Mhm. Like mm-hmm. your like yeah. yours that you yeah, said to I me. I was like, I don't recognize I don't know this by just the name. And then I started listening to it, I was like, mm-hmm. do you know that song? I do. Now you know it. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I sent that cuz I'm like I know she has to know this song, but even myself, I was at first like, wait, what is this? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like I, start, I started listening to the music, and it's uh, for Finally by C.C. How do you say the last name? Peniston, Peniston. Okay, C.C. Peniston. We're going to go with that. Apologies on if mispronounce, <laughs> mispronouncing anything, but... I started listening to it. I'm like, I can see myself skating around the roller rink to the song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a feel-good dance, classic kind of 90s dance groove. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely. Very catchy. For sure. And the range, the vocal range on mm. that she's got uh-huh. is it's it's incredible like i was thoroughly impressed like re-listening to that song in full Mm -hmm. like okay Mm -hmm. yeah this is great yeah so what what do you like most about that song i don't know i think just the feel-good vibes that high energy the just kind of that classic like you were saying almost makes you feel like you're in back in a skating rink that's you know kind of what i felt that song was giving me yeah hey i agree absolutely definitely the music video for it's pretty interesting interesting like color wise yeah i was just gonna say the music video Mm -hmm. yeah i liked the color palette for that one i was kind of cool the the whole effect that it that it did on the the music video it was very simple but it also just sort of kind of kept you captivated and probably if you were watching it in 91 it would have been even more exciting of just kind of the style of it absolutely yeah that's what i was thinking i was like shit that's pretty well done for a music video and everything mm-hmm. for me i don't know it kind of also reminded me of uh i don't know if you, any of the theme parks that you went to growing up ever had this option where you could pay to make your own music video it i don't that sounds kind of familiar the the one i grew up with did which one they did and it was was called worlds of fun 
it's still there. They had like a little section where they, you'd stand in front of a green screen and make a music video kind of thing. This, I don't know, mm. maybe this one kind of reminded me a little bit of that, just maybe with the different <laughs> colors and the transitions and everything. Mm -hmm. No, I, I definitely enjoyed that music video for sure. Yeah, it was cool. Kind of takes you back. I feel like it's very reminiscent of the of the early 90s. It's, you know, you know exactly kind of what time era you're in when you put that put that video on. Yeah, for sure. Now I'm going to transition into yours. And we're going to be going from high dance, fun energy to <laughs> Oh my God, April, you make me want to ball my tears out re-listening to this song. I just, ah, oh my gosh. It gets me every time. <laughs> I know it does. It gets me too. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was from 1991. Yeah. And that was actually the number one hit, I believe, for the number one. For a lot, a lot of weeks. Billboard's Top Hot 100 single for 1991. That was number one. Wait, what What was number one? Tell Tell everybody what we're talking about. <laughs> Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams. Oh, swoon. Absolutely. Absolutely love Brian Adams. Mm -hmm. His voice is just so soothing. I guess is a good mm -hmm. word for it. It is. It's very, it's very emotionally raw too. Yeah. Like you can just hear, I listened to a live version of this song that he did because I wanted to kind of see if he put that same emotion as on the track and he does like, it's so good sounding live. I, I mm -hmm. oh, I would love to see him in concert. He is one of my must sees. We talked, uh, couple weeks ago about Josh Groban being our, on our list. Right. Mm -hmm. Brian Adams is definitely on that list. I've had three artists that I've wanted to see since, God, I can remember. Since <laughs> 1993, actually, and we'll get to that when we get to that year. Okay. <laughs> but it's Brian Adams, Sting, and Rod Stewart. And okay. I got to see Sting a few years ago. But when we were back in Kansas City, I just happened to luck into that. Mm -hmm. Brian Adams is definitely him and Rod Stewart. And I'll make my my trio that I've wanted to see. <laughs> so how do you think you found out about this song? I think probably from my mom listening because she's a big she is a big Brian Adams fan mm. also. And then I think, I don't know if she maybe had it on cassette and she'd always listen to music while doing the dishes. And I think mm -hmm. I just remember that being one of them and then proceeding to going to skate rinks. That was always a <laughs> couple's day, like a couple skate. Uh -oh. Yeah. And then throughout like junior high dances, high school dances. You at least heard it once a year in at one of those dances. And <laughs> I just always I just always loved it. Always always struck mm -hmm. a chord with me and like I said, very very raw motion on that. Yeah, it's a very classic love ballad for sure. It yeah. it's I don't know, I love 
love that song and I love the lyrics and the meaning behind it. And it just, it definitely gets me because I have, I personally have felt like I've had a love where, you know, you would die for them, Mm -hmm. you do anything for them, like that type of feeling. And I mean, everybody wants that. So him sort of putting that out there is just I don't know. It, yeah, I mean, even today, it's it's it is not a song where I feel like it's dated at all. It, it still hits the same today. Absolutely. Like I could see that still being played in all areas. And if radios still did like slower songs, they don't play slower songs mm-hmm. much anymore. But if they did, that would be blowing up still. I'd see that being still requested constantly. Yeah. Did you see the Robin Hood movie? Which one? Back in 91. Didn't you see that? The one that came out in 91? Is (laughs) Whatever that one was. I didn't see it personally. I just am asking in relation to the song. Didn't? Wasn't this like the credits for it? Yeah. That's like the main love whatever the theme is for the movie. It's kind of like that written yeah it was written specifically for that this is not a a brian adams song that he just wrote for himself he wrote this specifically for the movie which is even crazier yeah so that that is and this is the one with uh kevin costner as robin of locksley Mm. and uh rest in peace alan rickman was the sheriff of nottingham in that one Mm. yes i do remember watching that now i think it was a couple years later obviously Mm -hmm. i've always been i've always enjoyed like the robin robin hood stories 98 percent of the time anytime they come out with one whether it's robin hood prince of thieves robin hood princess of thieves with kira knightley Robin Hood Men in Tights with Carrie Elwes, the the Mel Gibson one. Or Mel Brooks, not Mel Gibson, sorry. <laughs> I I usually always watch it and so to know that that was the theme for that song that movie and it to blow up the way it did mm-hmm. is unheard of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it blew up. That that song was was big in 91 and still even for years after that absolutely what's your take on the music video style though because that one was like more of a live footage type of you know shot so that's what i was gonna so you said you had watched if i remember i remember so the music video i remember i think there was one at one point where they had like clips from the movie Mm. intertwined with it and so mm-hmm. the live version was very interesting i do feel like they could have done differently done something differently kind of right. given it more of a story mm-hmm. aspect than just than the live but yeah i mean were music videos though back in that era like were they really used to tell stories like they do today? You know how like music videos are just stories upon stories. Whereas I feel like back then it was more about just the artist singing, you know, the artist standing there, the artist kind of performing their song. I don't, I don't feel like there were too many that were, you know, 
True. Because, yeah, that music video definitely could be an actual love story, some huge romantic thing. Like, it probably would be really cool to see that music video sort of transform today mm-hmm. into what someone would do with it. I So I think there was kind of a mix. I don't know if it was mainly, if it was maybe kind of more the pop songs of the 80s or if I'm thinking what, which generation I'm thinking of that did kind of do a little bit of the storytelling in some of their music videos mm-hmm. pre-2000s. Th- looking back, a lot of, yes, you're right, a lot of them are just more focused on the artist performing, which, mm-hmm. yes and no, I like them. I like that. Right. Because sometimes I feel like you can do more storytelling, but then sometimes it's like, okay, that's really well done live or yeah. however they did it. But with that one, I like. I think maybe because of when I originally saw the quote-unquote music video, I think it was, like, after... You know how sometimes they do after the credits on the VHSs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's what I had originally seen it on. And so seeing mm. that with the clips from Robin Hood, right. it kind of put that in my mind. Anyways, it's, it's still a great song. I still love it. It's mm-hmm. still one of my top from 1991 for sure. Agreed. Yes, I... I never change the radio station or the playlist if that song pops up. Never, ever, ever. Never, never. And if you do, you something is wrong with you people because you should not be skipping Brian Adams. He is very talented. If you do, those are probably the people that don't like animals. So, <laughs> oh my God, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> now, out of curiosity, Ashley, I'm gonna throw throw a little curveball for you here (laughs) what other were there any specific artists that had big hits in 1991 that you really enjoyed so yes thank you for asking I, I was actually going to transition into my next artist who I'm sure you know but Michael Bolton okay yeah yes yes I grew up probably listening to him the most because he was my mom's favorite artist growing up. So, you know, she had all of his cassettes and CDs. And so we just, we always listened to that. Mm -hmm. And I still today love just the way he sings his songs. It's, he's almost kind of like another Brian Adams where he very, he puts like his, his, all of his emotions into those songs. And I do like his style of music where it's more, you know, that kind of contemporary pop. It's very ballady, you know, that yeah. very romantic type style of music. The the stuff that was always on, I don't know if you ever listened to the radio station. It was based out of Minnesota, I think it was, but um, Delilah. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Delilah. <laughs> exactly it's like the ladies the ladies radio it's a very michael bolton is a you know it's he's more of a ladies singer you know what i mean i'm sure there's some men that like him but he's he's definitely more of the women genre absolutely agreed i'll be honest i know i know his songs but Mm -hmm. i couldn't pull one out of my ass right now to save my life (laughs) he he just I don't know if maybe my mom just didn't care for him or Mm -hmm. if maybe she just didn't 
if he was maybe one of her favorites or something, but I don't think we had a lot of Michael Bolton playing when I was growing up, but it could also have been that by that time, my brothers kind of dominated what we listened Mm. to, and so... It wasn't Michael Bolton. It definitely wasn't (laughs) Michael Bolton, for sure. That's for sure. If anything, ours kind of transitioned into still very love songy. One group Mm -hmm. that was played a lot was Boys to Men. We had a lot of Boys to Men playing. And oh, yeah, that's an those are, yeah, that's another group of guys that their vocal range and their harmonies absolutely on point. Mm-hmm. You have a thing for groups of men, April. I grew up in the 90s, I was it was the <laughs> boy band phase, okay. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest though, like, when think about it, like, boys to men really they were different like they did a lot of the like really good harmonizing love songs but yet they also had the fast paced Mm -hmm. dance songs like songs that you could dance to also where a lot of groups would be folk more one-sided focused and everything they they were able to break that right yeah i would say that Michael Bolton didn't have a whole lot of songs that were super, mm-hmm. you know, get up and dance to. Yeah, neither did Brian you know Adams, I mean? really. They have they were more the... No, he did. He had some good which, tunes back in, like, the, the early 80s when he had uh, some of his songs. I guess, in, I guess in my sense, I'm thinking, like, more of, like, the 90s dancing and everything, because I, I didn't... Oh, okay. I only got, like... Yeah. some pieces of the 80s music looking back yeah i mean he had some i don't know like i i guess i in a sense i just can't see being at like a high school or junior high dance and then putting on like one of those brian adams dance songs from the 80s and everybody dancing whereas like if they put on motown philly mm-hmm. by boys to men <laughs> everybody's out there breaking it down so at least that's what i that's how i see it did that song come out in 91 that was one of that was on the top 100 for 91 motown philly huh i don't i don't know that song you don't know that one okay it's one of those that like like you're saying by the name no but i may have to put it on and i may recognize it yeah i'm sure if you listen to it you'd be like Oh, okay. Yeah, I know which one, <laughs> which song that is. Did you see them in concert? Yeah, twice. <laughs> they uh, yeah, twice. They were <laughs> with uh, New Kids on the Block. Well, I saw Michael Bolton once. <laughs> that actually would have been probably a good show to go to, Michael Bolton. Yeah, I went with my mom, and <laughs> it was it was a cool crowd. It wasn't like a huge arena type tour. He was just touring really? at some of those smaller, you know, venues. So it was more of like an intimate mm-hmm. experience, and I actually really enjoyed it because we weren't too far from the stage, so we could really get to see him, you know, up close. And and I mean, he was he was jamming out. He was having a great time, like because he has like his whole orchestra yes. basically behind him. So so like so many different people on the instruments and. Nice. That was only like three, four years ago that I saw him. That, so. See, I, I love that, that a lot of these 
singers like Michael yeah. Bolton, when they're going back on tour, they're, they are kind of taking it down to that intimate level instead mm-hmm. of doing the huge arenas. Like, that's mm-hmm. how it was when we when went and saw Sting was a smaller, more intimate show. Got to truly, like, mm. see him and not be looking through binoculars or anything. Right. <laughs> so I, I do really like that because... I mean, heck, the first time when I, the first time I saw Boys to Men, we were way up and everything. And so I had to pretty much just watch it on the Jumbotron. Mm. But then when I, when they came through Kansas City, mm. I, that was the show that I made sure I got like oh, a yeah. specific spot, which was like three rows from the floor, but dead center with the center stage. Mm, nice. And I was so close to getting a rose from one of the guys at Boys to Men. So close. what so i was just looking Mm. at this list yeah for like the top 100s from 1991 i have to ask did you ever listen to rem's losing my religion i yeah i've heard i've heard of it i've heard it obviously it's kind of a classic from that time era i don't know if i would say i love the song but (laughs) It's it's one that I would probably skip if it came on. Sometimes like it's it's like one of those songs where I have to be in the mood for it. You know what I mean? Like you have to really want to to get into it and 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 enjoy enjoy it while you're listening to it. I definitely understand that process. Kind of the same way myself. <laughs> I just when I was looking through and I saw, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that was that time frame. Mm. I think for some reason I was thinking it was like older. Yeah. My high school did like a little pop show type thing where people were able to do different songs. Mm -hmm. And I think my junior, senior years, a group of them did that song. And so that kind of like (laughs) revamped it for me a little bit. Okay. What else is on the list? Anything? There's actually a lot of good ones, I I think. We obviously have a decent amount of... Winnie Houston, Mariah mm. Carey, Paula Abdul had a lot in '91. Mm, like Our girl Celine Dion had a. Oh yeah, because she was a part of Beauty and the Beast. Well, so this one was uh, "Where Does My Heart Beat Now." Oh. Trying to remember that song. I don't know that I really listened to a whole lot of early Celine stuff. Yeah, like her later career, like once she was doing the Titanic and whatnot, I feel like I started listening to more of that. But I don't think I ever really mm-hmm. I don't really think I know her early music too well. Besides Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, my that is one of my mom's favorite singers of all time. And so th- that was somebody who she's loved and constantly listen to mm-hmm. her and Gloria Estefan yeah. are two yeah. big female vocalists mm-hmm. that my mom would listen yeah, to. Absolutely. And and she puts on a good show. Celine, oh I'm sure. I we yeah. did I did get to see her. Oh God. It was right after she stopped one of her Vegas residencies. She was back on tour. Had to postpone for like three months because she had gotten sick. And then mm. when we got to the venue our seats didn't exist because the venue had been being built when they were like releasing tickets. Oh, wow. And they just, and so they ended up, uh, we got to be probably about 10, 15 rows from the floor. And she had a, like a rectangle stage, like conveyor belts 
that were in like a mm. rectangle. Really, really cool. Hmm. So do you remember the song, the song by Seal? Crazy? Crazy by Seal. Give me just one second. Let me. It was played in the Devil Wears Prada movie. Okay. It sounds familiar. It does sound familiar. I would, without looking it up, I would never have. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. Because I saw it on one of the top charts. And so, you know, I know Seal has some good stuff, but I didn't remember that one either. And, and then I listened to it and I, and instantly I was like, wait, that's a song from Temple Wears Prada. Do you, do you remember that movie? Did you watch that? Do you like that movie? I did. I, I watched it a couple of times, but it's been years since I've seen it. Okay. okay. Yeah. That one just kind of brought me back to that movie. They pulled a song from like 91 for a 2007 movie or something like that. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, they, I think they used U2 in that movie too, which, you know, that was old. U2 kind of has still, yeah, okay. Like I said, it's been a little while since I've seen that. Yeah, I think it's fitting. Yeah, I understand. I liked it. I thought it fit well with the scene that they chose for it, so. Hey, that <laughs> Somebody is on their music team has good taste in music. <laughs> A bad thing. Wasn't from 1990 your, the German band that you liked? Wasn't that Scorpions? Yeah, Scorpions. Yeah. Scorpions, yeah. Okay. They had a number 39. They had songs. Yeah. From mm -hmm. 1991, Wind of Change. I was like, yeah. I was seeing that. I'm like, yeah, they did. Why does that look familiar? <laughs> Am I remembering this correctly? <laughs> <laughs> Is the song Good Vibrations on there? It is not in the top 15. Yeah, I don't think it was ever, like, top anything, but <laughs> it's kind of just one of those hysterical songs to go back and listen to because... Good Vibrations was 91? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious thinking about the fact that Mark Wahlberg is behind... Hey, it's, it's not Mark that. Wahlberg. It's Marky Mark. Thank you very much. <laughs> Marky Mark. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. That music video is Yikes. a hoot. Yes, it is. <laughs> is. Oh my gosh. Well, I was going to say, you know, I didn't realize that, that the theme of that song is, it's basically an anti-drug uh -huh. song, like anti-drug, like anti-drug message. Did you get that vibe listening to it? No. <laughs> Not at all. I think I was going a whole different direction with I was that. like, wait. Huh? <laughs> okay. Nothing to do with drugs, but okay. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> oh, man. <laughs> I wonder if that was like, I don't know. I wonder if that was maybe like a part of the like drug-free thing for kids or something. Like maybe to throw that out. I mean... Probably, because we, we were talking about before with the whole D.A.R.E. program, and it's like all those yeah. anti-drug programs on TV. It just seemed like early 90s was really pushing that message on people. Oh, gosh, <laughs> early 90s into the mid to late 90s. You know, the, <laughs> that's the thing. Like Once the turn of the millennia, I don't really ever recall seeing mm -hmm. or being talked D.A.R.E. about. Yeah like mm -mm. at all i don't know maybe they just thought oh hey 
we survived Y2K, so <laughs> have fun, kids. Screw it. Yeah, that program's <laughs> dead. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm curious as to know what went down on that on that uh, forefront. We'll have to do some research later on that one. Absolutely. What other songs you got over there? There was, I just saw one that I was like, holy crap, it's on, that's on there? Where'd it go? I'm too sexy oh my for my... Is that gosh. the one you're talking about? <laughs> that was not what I was referring to, but if you want to keep going, go ahead, keep going. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'll pass on that. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's kind of funny, though, because I didn't realize, at least lately, that song's been sort of reused in some current songs. It was like Beyonce and Drake and Taylor Swift. They've all actually sampled that song, which is which is kind of weird and wild to think about, because I always listen to that song and think it's it's sort of just not really a song. You know, it's just almost like somebody saying something. It doesn't really come across as like a song so to think that people have listened to it and been able to incorporate it in a new way is kind of cool yeah so there's there there's been a lot of that lately actually another one that i did i saw on here mm. do you know you probably don't know it by name but the song's called tom's diner yes okay yeah i was gonna talk about that last time we did the music but yeah it was kind of pushed down on my list, so I didn't. But I'm glad you brought that up because that song is, it's really cool. And I forgot when I started listening to it, I forgot that it was from that early 90s time period. Yeah. And there's been uh, somebody had going down the rabbit hole of Instagram, Instagram, where those of us in our 30s go to watch <laughs> TikTok videos. <laughs> uh, somebody had pulled a few of these 90s songs that have been sampled lately and Tom's Diner is one of them I don't remember who it was mm. that had sampled it but I was like wait a second no you can't don't touch that don't don't like, yeah no. <laughs> but I like that song I really do yeah yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's it's kind of got one of those mm. beats at the beginning where those couple of notes play and you you already know what's going to be coming up. I I like that about that song. That's that's neat. I do too, and it's kind of like that one. I'll be honest. I think the now I've already started got humming it in my head. And now I'm already. I know me too. <laughs> <laughs> But that one, I, again, the music video is very much just them them saying and dancing kind of thing. Oh, is it? Um, at least, <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched that video. Yeah. They've got like a whole dance. <laughs> oh, is there? You know, like right before it's... Oh yeah. my gosh. That's one. That shit, man. I would have really... Like, you could really do a good story music video with that one. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, it literally gives you the, the story. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. No, for sure. That would be... I wish that they would almost do, like, a new TV show or some competition thing and have people take old music videos and recreate them until now. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Oh, my God. That would be 
fucking sweet. Come on, guys. This is an amazing concept. And make sure to credit me for the idea, and hopefully I'll get some residuals. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Fuck. Shit, dude. Damn. If we... We had connections at like any of those <laughs> production studios. <laughs> that would be fucking sweet. Yeah, that would be, that could be like the next freaking voice or mm. America's Got Talent shit or something like that. <laughs> and then have them like the artists who are still around and still willing come and be the judge of the music video. Mm-hmm. Let's. Let's throw in Simon Cowell. Yeah. We'll oh, throw in Simon yeah. Cowell there because it, it's not a, a contest Woo. like that without Simon Cowell. <laughs> throw in somebody else, maybe like a, a director or something, and then throw in the artist that you're actually like. Mm. Oh, yeah. Kind of rotate out some yeah. some artists from the 90s. Yeah, that would be fucking that sweet. That would be cool. Yeah. Because I'm sure that like at that point, I don't know how much creative direction the the musicians had back then or if it was just Mm -hmm. this is what you're this is what you're gonna do so do it kind of thing because i do i know like now Mm. a lot of artists do have a lot more input into they've got more input to their music itself Mm -hmm. and then in turn how they represent those songs and so it's not as corporate run i guess would be the sense as it was back then right it would be interesting Mm -hmm. or like the person creating the music video like talking to the artist and seeing what their concept would have been for that time Mm. and then kind of going off of yeah if they could change anything what would it be and like go after their concept but like combine it with what they're yeah that would be pretty fucking sweet that would be so dope. I would watch that for sure. I, we'd be, we'd have a whole nother podcast <laughs> just on that alone. <laughs> and honestly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Michael Bolton. He was just on that show, American Voice, that they had not that long ago. So I thought that was really cool that they pulled someone like him from the 80s and 90s to, to represent one of the states. I don't know if I've, what show was I don't think you watched that show, though. Uh-uh. I, I don't really think I've ever even heard of that show. Oh, it was about they took a singer from all the states and the um, territories and they all hmm. competed against each other. So like they, they had a song that they were singing to represent their state. And each week, America voted for who they liked best type thing. And I forgot what state won now, but Michael Bolin, I think, made it to the top 10. So that was really cool. Damn, pretty damn yeah. good. I may have to look yeah. into that just because I'm, on things like that, I'm always curious of how they represent Kansas. Yeah. Just because that's where I grew up. Yeah, they had, I can't remember what state she was from, but she was actually, I remember she's the winner. But she was from, it was from one of those Midwest states, and she was actually huh. representing K-pop. So she was a K-pop singer. Okay. And it was it was very cool to kind of see all the different music styles from all across the, basically the world, because, you know, Amer- you know people that live in America, they're not just American. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think stuff like that is very interesting. Just kind of almost like how they have masked singer. And they've pulled people from Mm -hmm. 90s, I mean, 80s also, and 
people that you wouldn't necessarily think would be singers. Mm-hmm. And you don't know because that's, that's one thing I like about that is unless you truly know their voice, you don't know who the hell they are until they're unmasked. That's true. I'd like to see, I think I'd like to see some of these early 90s artists, late 80s artists who don't really do much anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of these one hit wonders. Yeah. Go on yeah. something like that. Yeah, you couldn't put someone like Celine on there because we all know her voice. <laughs> that's that's impossible. Yeah, absolutely. Just like when they put Hanson. Oh, yeah. Like anybody yeah. for the night that was early. Yeah, right. That was a Hanson fan. Knew immediately that kind of thing. But yeah, like some of these one hit wonders, especially. Yeah. Yeah, you like the next one I was going to talk about, pro- I think it's the one, I don't know, uh-huh. they may have had other hits, but I'm pretty sure they're Naughty by Nature, OPP, yeah, that... was probably a one-time hit for them. Mm-hmm. That song hits differently now as an adult, because I don't think when I was a kid, or I know when I was a kid, I didn't grasp the concept of that song at all. So what is the concept of that song? It's basically about cheating okay so opp stands for other people's Uh fill in the blank (laughs) other people you know so (laughs) i I got it (laughs) yeah so we we are we are an explicit uh podcast but that's a little too explicit (laughs) (laughs) oh yes other people's parts hey that works go with that (laughs) but it is still a really good song though i do i do really like that song it's very catchy and i and i love the i love that they kind of brought a verse and chorus into where it actually represents both genders because in the one verse they talk about women and then the second one they talk about men so you get like both perspectives and it's sort of okay it's not just a song for men to listen to i like when they do stuff like that because i feel like the majority of songs from then were men's viewpoints you really didn't see a lot of the female side Mm. like there wasn't very many Nicki Minaj's or mm-hmm. Megan Thee Stallion's or people like that. That we, I mean, there were a few. I'm not gonna say there weren't any. Like, I mm. think I mean Missy Elliott was early on, Lil Kim, but it just wasn't mm. as widely popular. True, yeah. To have that, and so for a song like. OPP to have both in the same song. Yeah. That's incredibly rare, but incredibly awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I remember kind of getting back into that song when we were watching The Office a a couple years ago. That That song was a part of one of the episodes like while Michael sort of does his own twist on the song, but he he's the one that's rapping to it and whatnot. But that's where I I reheard it again. I'm like, wait a second, I know that song. What is this? And look it up, and then you kind of realize. I love when that happens, when you're like watching something, and even if you're watching something that's older, because mm. I mean, The Office has been ended for a little while now. Oh yeah, yeah, quite some time. <laughs> a little <laughs> side note: I think I've maybe watched one whole episode. Uh, 
I know you told me you're not a supporter of the office, but <laughs> I just it just wasn't something that I I don't know if it maybe just wasn't like on a station that we had or something, or maybe it was on at the same time as something else. I think if it if we had that station, I think it was probably on at the same time as something else. Yeah. I mean, I never watched watched it while it was airing either. It wasn't something I ever got into. I think I started watching almost maybe the last one or two seasons when it was airing live. And then once it got on the streaming, I started like rewatching all the seasons. But yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't one of those fangirls as it was, you know, coming out and airing where people you were like, oh my gosh, the office. I wasn't one of those. <laughs> yeah, I, I may have to give it a shot and see. Or if you remember which episode that is, shoot that over to me and I'll at least watch that one and see. Oh yeah, I'll send that one to you. Assuming yeah. I'm not completely and utterly confused by what's going on, just jumping in randomly. Well, right, you, but, but that's okay. They have it on YouTube. They have like a, just a clip of that part. So I, I'll send that to you. <laughs> okay. But like, I, I really like when that happens, when there's a, you're watching a show or something and it's a newer, when I say newer show, I mean like 2000s, whatever. Right. But it references 90s or before and then that kind of, brings that back into memory you're like oh shit yeah okay, <laughs> right yeah i remember this yeah any others any other top songs of 91 that you that you have on the top of your brain let's just do one last little quick look and see okay a one only one other one it's actually right below opp so oh. freedom 90 by george michael Ooh. Do you remember that song? Oh, I remember that song. I like George Michael. I like some of his stuff, but that song, like we were just talking mm -hmm. about, more recent things mm -hmm. referencing those mm -hmm. old songs. Pitch okay. Perfect, the third one. I didn't watch that one, I don't think. Anna Kendrick, her character, sings oh, okay. Freedom at the end. It's the big finale song and everything. <laughs> You'll have to you'll have to listen to George Michael's version and then listen to that version. Yeah, I'll pull it up. I like Anna. I like it. her voice. I like them both. And then they had done like a thing with I think it was the voice, like the top ten or something of the voice. Okay. It was the girls from Pitch Perfect and them doing a remix of Freedom Ooh. and something else, which was also pretty damn cool. Hmm. Like I said, definitely check out. Hmm. I, I'd say listen to George Michael first and then okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Kind of compare. Like I said, I, I really like that song. And I remember sitting in the theater, w listening and watching and just being like, okay, this is really familiar, but why? And it took me a little while to figure out why. I, I think that was one that we would hear at the fireworks, the Fourth of July fireworks mm. display, because it kind of yeah. can, it kind of builds a little mm. bit. It's funny. There's a, there's actually a handful of them that are kind of right. like that. Yeah, I think one of them we were talking about last music round was another one that they'd always play during, because they didn't always just do like Fourth of July music it was ones that had like good builds to it freedoms mm -hmm. always had that that's you ever hear something 
<laughs> or watch something. And in like your mind's eye, you're seeing something completely different that it, mm -hmm. that whatever yeah. you're watching or listening to reminds you of. That's how it was for me when I was watching oh my Pitch Perfect 3, listening to her sing it. <sighs> I was like, as a kid at, at the lake watching the fireworks display. And I'm like, what the hell? And then finally I figured out why, but... That's crazy. I wonder if any other artists have covered that song. I'm sure. Yeah. I'd be surprised if they haven't. Hmm. It kind of reminds me of, I was listening to all the different versions of something there today from Beauty and the Beast. I don't know why. I just was like, oh, let me listen to some Beauty and the Beast songs. And so I'm like, oh, let me listen to all the versions and, and compare them. And I will have to say, don't hate me, but I don't like Emma's version of it at all. Really? No, I don't. I don't she's, too, she's too British-y in it. And I just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel okay. right as Belle. You know, no, you know so, what I mean? <laughs> hold up. So Belle, who is French from <laughs> Paris, who, when the Belle we grew up with wasn't French. Yeah. Right. What we just watched, she wasn't French. But Emma, who at least is like it's on the same continent. I know where you're going with this. As France. She may not be French exactly. Uh, you think she's too British. Oh my god. Dying here. I, I really oh, oh, that's terrible of me to say. She's too Britishy. Oh, Belle's too American-y. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, I think we had it all wrong here in America. <laughs> oh, man, that's too funny. I find I find that reason, like, <laughs> I love it, but it cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, now that I'm putting it together, I'm like, okay, that was stupid, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. I do, because it honestly is, like, something that I would think, too. In all honesty, <laughs> because that is so, like how oh. I would, how my brain would work too. Like, like what? Oh my gosh, they don't <laughs> really. Oh man! All right, pull up one more song on your phone to see if you remember it. But right here, right now, by Jesus Jones. Now is it Jesus Jones or is it Jesus? <laughs> well, see, and I was gonna say that I'm like I don't know. I think they're a British band, so Jesus doesn't really fit that. But I could be wrong. I understand. Oh my gosh, they're too British. <laughs> they're too British. Anything? No, but I do find it interesting. And I did notice in the background, was that Reagan? Did they have like some video clips of like President Reagan? Oh, possibly. I I mean, I know that this, this song was supposedly written about a lot of the political changes that were happening around that time with the Berlin Wall yeah. and, you know, the Cold War ending. So I think that song sort of represented all that is from what I read. Yeah. So his voice sounds hella familiar. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that when I listen to that, it, it reminds me of kind of the sound and style of U2. Yeah. That's what I'm I could, I could see thinking. that. What vibes you get? I feel like and it could be you two or it could be somebody else <laughs> oh my gosh shit it's again one of those things where i can kind of see it in my mind like where i've listened to a song that has that and mm. i 
and this is gonna sound funny, but I think it was another one that was used at the fireworks displays. Oh my gosh. This is gonna drive me crazy <laughs> all night. I'll probably, you'll probably get a text from me at like two in the morning going, oh no. here's the one that I'm thinking of. <laughs> Well, as long as you resolve the mystery, because now I'm kind of yeah. hanging out in limbo, like, wait, what is it? What is she talking about? I may have to go through, like, and just listen to some of their other music and see if I've heard of any of it. Because mm. it could also just be that, well, I mean, like, with a politically... Yeah. I mean, it could have been that song itself that had been played and everything. Maybe like as precursor or something to the firework. Mm -hmm. So you bring up that point and what I, and I, and maybe this will be the path that you're trying to go down or not, but you make a good point because this song was actually used for both Bill and Hillary Clinton's campaigns. Really? Yeah. Politics is one topic that we probably will not be <laughs> discussing on 90s noise. I'll be complete. I'll tell you right now, unless it was from Bill's no. when I was younger, like seeing something from that, I, I guarantee you it was not from Hillary's because, right. and this goes on both sides, not just one. I mm -hmm. would not watch those. Right. Period. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I don't think anyone likes watching campaigns. <laughs> no. I, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Like I said, I unless it was from Bills, because what he was elected ninety six or something. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, ninety six. Mm -hmm. He was in office because Bush Junior took mm -hmm. in two thousand. Well, he was well. He won in two thousand and right. went into office in two thousand one. Because yeah, my kindergarten year, I think it was kindergarten or first year <laughs> was when Bill was because we mentioned it in class yeah we know how they mm -hmm. tried to do that like kids vote type of thing oh yeah and everything and honestly i think the only reason i in that sense i picked bill clinton because i knew the name because of mary Kay and ashley's huh. our first That's video funny. look it's bill clinton from mary Kay and ashley olsen <laughs> yeah. which yeah that was you and so, that, that was it. Like, that's that's the only reason I knew. That's really interesting. You know, it is interesting, like, what people used for their campaigns and where they went mm. to. I mean, because you said Hillary used that song. Right. So were they just copying bills or did she just really, the, her team really just like that song and said, oh, this will be cool if we used his. Yeah. And we use it on you as well. Because, I mean, I don't know. Nineteen ninety one, she ran in twenty what twenty sixteen yeah. twenty five years. Almost. Yeah, but hey, that's kind of but that's what I do like about a lot of these songs that we're going back on is you know just from that twenty five years later, this song that probably a lot of people forgot about sort of got new life into it, and I and I just find that kind of cool how some of these songs really are able to to keep doing that, keep sort of influencing new artists and being used in later movies and shows Absolutely. and that sort of thing. That's one <laughs> thing that's great about music. On that note, you got any other songs? Nope, that is all. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, and 
we will be back next week with another episode of 90s Noise. <laughs>